monsters, madness, and magic. Just know that when what happened happened, I was in Atlanta when it happened. Oh, I wasn't talking about that. I mean, I was talking about uh, this Sunday and last Sunday. I don't know if you had kept up, but um, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know what happened. I was just talking about with the Falcons. It oh, yeah. It hasn't been yeah. the same since we all know what happened. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that, that, that. The heart, since our heart got ripped out. Yeah, that's going to take a... Uh... That's a whole new regime change. You got to get everybody out of there and wash it out. No, nah, y'all need a whole new circle of nine. Yeah, it's from the bottom. It's rough in Atlanta. I'm not talking about the bluff. But it is rough out there, too. Yeah. Well, on that note, welcome to the uh, Monsters, Madness, and Media podcast. I'm Jason, and uh, I'm joined by Marcus, Mitch, and Justin. What's going on? <laughs> it's all good. I, mean, just, uh, I just can't handle the Zordon thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm well. Mitch, how are you? I'm doing well. Great. Every time should I look up I and I see Zordon, just, just I, I guess I should. No, no, don't change it. Do not change it. <laughs> if I can change, if I can change my shit to something like Robotnik or something, like I, I like, I'll do it. Like, <laughs> I mean, all you gotta do is go to choose virtual background. It's under your video options. Boom, where it says stop video. Uh, I'll fuck with it later. <laughs> yeah. Very well, slow. Very slow news week. Yeah, I was just gonna say so. Uh, Microsoft now owns Zenimax. Yeah, Zenimax and Bethesda. Yeah, that's uh. Was that a big dick move? Yeah, I, felt yes. like when I, read, that's, that's, I felt like when I read it, that was a big dick move. That is, I think that's pretty much. If there were a dictionary entry for big dick move, that would be right beside it. <laughs> like that's yeah. not just Elder Scrolls. That's Fallout, Dishonored, Wolfenstein, Doom, Evil Within. Like all of those are now microsoft shit that's insane to think about you could very easily make it exclusives if they wanted to yep were you guys shocked at the uh price that it sold for like it didn't say seven and a half billion dollars yeah i was like i kept reading that and i kept thinking to myself i'm like is that a typo but i'm like seven and a half and billion to put that into perspective disney bought lucas arts and star wars and all of that for like three billion four billion dollars mm -hmm. so that's like that's a huge, huge, huge chunk of money. Too, that seems really hefty. Yeah, it really does. See, Is that I, a fair price? I think that's a fair price. You got to consider like the talent and like the technology that having those studios under their wing would bring to the table. Like we're not just talking like IPs, but all the engines that Bethesda creates, the Doom engine, like. But nope. do those do those games return on the investment? Like we know, like. Star Wars and Lucasfilm, LucasArts, that's going to return on the investment. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I know for a fact that Doom sells well. The last Wolfenstein, I think, kind of struggled a bit, but I... <sighs> Elder Scrolls always sells well, right? Yeah, they've been finding ways yeah. to sell Skyrim yeah. for the last nine years now, so I mean... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Damn, has Skyrim, has Skyrim really been out? 2011. Well, if you can milk a game for nine, damn, that's almost better than how yeah, Capcom I mean, did Street Fighter 2. And yeah. keep, keep in mind, like, the Switch version of Skyrim still has bugs that the 360 version had in it. Hmm. Like, that's, they, they that's how... way to do it. Yeah, that's yeah. how much they don't really care at this <laughs> point, but... 
Damn, so there hasn't been really a next-gen Elder Scrolls. No. Well, there really wasn't, was there? The no online one, but, you know, what that is. Does that count? No. I mean, it's like, it's cool. Like, it's not bad, but, like, it it's doesn't not- count. Yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm with Justin on that. I don't, I don't count that. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. Yeah, it's time for a new Elder Scrolls, though. That's really the only thing that really gets me going. Well, didn't they so. announce Elder Scrolls Six? Yeah, they announced it. They just said it's not coming for a while. That Starfield's next, then that. So was Starfield? It's supposed to be like their version of the Outer Worlds type thing. It's kind of a strange situation, like Obsidian. Oh, that's a whole other thing. Obsidian Games and Bethesda are now owned by Microsoft now, so that means we may actually get a new Vegas 2 after all. Yeah, but everybody that worked on that, uh, like everybody that worked in New Vegas is gone for the most part, aren't they? I'm I'm pretty sure, what's, how do you say his name, Fergus Urquhart or whatever, the head guy at Obsidian? I'm pretty sure he's still there. Let me look it up. Yeah, I also imagine that if I'm paying seven and a half billion dollars for those IPs, that yeah, these are about to be exclusives. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, because that, that really is play. Yeah, fear. how many people? I'm sorry. Oh no, I was just gonna say yeah. I'm not. This is a Scottish name, so I'm not sure how the hell I'm supposed supposed to say it. Fergus Urquhart, he's still CEO of Obsidian Game, and he was one of the leaders at Black Isle. And worked on the first two Fallout games as well. So, okay. As long as he's still CEO, I think that 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 company still has more of a claim to Fallout than Bethesda themselves. Yeah, that's true. Well, it doesn't really matter now because Microsoft yeah, owns it. So, yeah, they're both. Yep. You guys Weird. think they're gonna go after anything else? Probably. I don't know what, but. I did read that. Uh, it, I don't know if this was true or not, but it looks like that. Some people were saying that Sony should be pushing for to uh, own Konami, you know, like to get a hold of the Metal Gear franchise completely. I mean, I mean, yeah, I could see it. That's in the kind of PlayStation franchise when I think about it. But I think those PlayStation are, needs to answer with something, though. I don't yeah. think they can really answer with anything to that. Like that's like I said, that's Doom, that's Skyrim. If if they literally made uh, Skyrim last for almost a decade like i don't think sony other than their ip is like god of war you know jack and daxter ratchet and clank i don't think they have anything like they can pull a move like that like unless yeah, they, they definitely don't the only thing i could maybe see but i still don't think this would generate be as big as a move if they went like the uh maybe bandai namco route and took over like hey all your anime games are going to be now on this sony console yeah that's still not yeah. Elder Scrolls. Yeah. It's just like, I also, like, you got to keep in mind that Sony, just as an entertainment company, their gaming division has been the only profitable division they've had for a few years. Like, the movie divisions tank. Basically, like I said, gaming is keeping them afloat. And I just don't even think Sony has the liquidity as a company to be able to drop $7.5 on a table like that. Do any of you guys know that it's if it's true that I've been I have been reading some things that Sony apparently lost money uh when it came to the PlayStation 3? It wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, I'm pretty sure like it's not unusual for consoles to be loss leaders. I'm pretty sure Microsoft lost some money 
when the 360 first came out too. That's kind of hard to believe because you know as many 360s as we saw. Like I remember seeing a shit. I remember selling and seeing a ton more 360s than I did PlayStation 3s. Yeah, I, like I don't mean to interrupt, but the no, no, crazy thing that I learned was that <clears throat> the PS3 actually did end up outselling the 360. Just not until way later in the console cycle. Well, wasn't the PS3 like significantly more expensive when it came out? Yeah, six hundred dollars. Yeah, I mean that had to have been a big part of it. Yeah, yeah. What you had was the, the twenty gig, then you had the sixty gig, then you had the Metal Gear Solid eighty gig, then you had the regular black console eighty gig, and then what it went to one twenty, and then they came out with the slim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they had the Super Slim after that, right? Because they had two different PS3 Slim designs. That's right, because they came out with the uh, God of War one, and then I think they came out with a few others. Yeah, you know, speaking of that, you don't really see any uh, game. You don't. See, I don't know. I don't know what's the right phrase for this. Uh, I guess exclusive consoles. Like you remember how many? I can count on my hand, like how many 360s there were there was a resident evil 5 360 i think there were at least two to three star wars 360s there was a Final... of war 360 exactly um, all of hey, duty 360 i remember hey, that ones. one Warfare 3 360 yep ones too mm-hmm. i guess well, i don't know console skins maybe yeah i don't yeah. know maybe it has something to do with the with the rise of digital sales you know uh why would you really want this console to be like halo or something that you if you can't buy the fucking disc or if you don't have the fucking disc you know now you just have a decked out halo console no no game or whatsoever to tie to it and that's that then you just pay for it to look pretty yeah i mean yeah i think you might be right i think the only company that still like you have to pay an asshole for um for those exclusive consoles are like those exclusive 3ds consoles like we know the zelda ones like those are essentially like mortgage payments and house payments if you get a hand if you get a hand yeah. on one of those but other than that nothing really is like a i don't know special edition skin for it or anything like that it's just which i guess it doesn't does it really matter in the long run you know Maybe if you were a fan of the series, like, I mean, nothing, like, I never got a Tekken console or a Street Fighter or a Sonic console. I mean, I was always a little jealous because I was like, huh, well, these people get Gears and they get Halo, but. I did like how the 360, you could swap the faceplate out on it, too. Yeah, that was. option to customize it. They don't even do anything like that anymore. Yeah, I will say this much about the PS3's aesthetics, too. Like, the, uh, the very first model, not the Slim or the Super Slim. Fat Boy? Yeah. The yeah. uh, the with the glossy like piano black finish. Mm-hmm. I have never seen a good looking used PS3 because of that finish. It almost always ends up getting scratched. It looks like Wolverine like, got a hand on on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> like that's a thing. I I don't do not like that about the PS3. Like the super slims and the slims, you can find decent used looking ones, but. Especially those 60 gigs and the 20 gigs, the very first models. Good luck with that. Like I've seen, I've heard some shit like you can clean them up with a magic eraser or something, but it's still never going to look like it did coming out of the box. I think you'd almost have to keep the cellophane on that still. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, you probably would. I'd love to get my 60 gig uh, fixed, but I'm not, 
I'm not sending it to Sony because Sony, they're still charging that price of 119 to Ooh. get it fixed. Even su- all this time later? Yeah, that's, that's, that's what's surprising. I'm surprised they're still even fixing them at all. That's crazy. I but sent it's... my PS2 to Sony so many fucking... Seems like my PS2 always had issues more so than any console I've ever had. The disc read errors? Yeah. Yep, yep. My PS2 too. had a ton of them, but I... Uh... I took it to, my mom worked at Chuck E. Cheese at the time, so I just took it to her game room tech, and he would usually fix it a lot cheaper than send it to Sony. I think I had one PS2. I ended up only having two. The second one was still a, a fat PS2, but it didn't uh, disc read error. But by the time I was kind of done with it, like the 360, my 360 library was already like coming together. And then I... When I moved, I couldn't. I lost it, and I ended up going to Second and Charles and finding one of the one of the slim ones. I had uh, the fat one originally, and I got so tired of it giving me errors that I went out and I I got a slim one. And the slim one didn't really give me any problems. Like it might have once, maybe twice, but nothing consistently like the fat one did. Yeah, those fat ones. I'm pretty sure eventually all of them would like first stop reading the blue back disc. And then stop reading all the disc. Man, you put. I, I remember once I put in tag, Tekken Tag One. Like you know, I I can't remember how many blue back discs those were. Like it was probably only what maybe twenty games that were like that initially. It, it was a very few of like the initial PlayStation games. <laughs> I can name yeah. off. I know Oni, uh, Dynasty Warriors Two, Tekken Tag One. And the bouncer were all for blueback games, but I remember after a while, like after you, we would put those games in. It would sound like almost like a coffee grinder or a leaf. Yeah, it, like it's it, because they had to read the discs faster, so it was making them work harder. I didn't know that. Yeah, because uh, I actually was just looking that up. Hold on, let me get back to it. Uh, so blue is the CD-ROM, which I guess is different than CD-DVD. Um, so it reads the disc faster, and it basically just makes everything go into hyperdrive. And just work twice as fast, which would make sense as why it would burn out on reading those first. Hmm. Yeah. Well, shit. Yeah. If you did, I mean, yeah, that was yeah, the, like the one of the first next gen systems. So, I mean, yeah, that makes a lot. Of, yeah, that makes a shit ton of sense. It makes shit sense why my mom burned out because I played hella Tekken. <laughs> oh yeah. What were the other? There weren't. Yeah, he said you what about twenty twenty five of them probably right? Because I remember seeing having a couple of them, but I don't. I don't remember seeing a lot of them. Yeah, it it wasn't that many. Like I said, I'm pretty sure what what the probably the first Ridge Racer was one of them. But I know I know those five. I know those four games because I had those uh four games uh when I got my PS2. <laughs> uh, Midnight Club was one that explains it. Yep, I did have Midnight Club. Never played it. Didn't we talk? Or was so fucking hard last time. Talk about what now? Driver. I don't driver. Yeah. I don't think we got this on the podcast, but yeah, it turns out like none of us ever managed to beat the tutorial in the first driver. Yeah, it's ridiculous. You oh, can't yeah. Yeah. I don't know anybody that's done it. That, that tutorial is just sadistically difficult. Yeah, We're going to contact right the guys who made that game. I got a few questions for them. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, speaking of racing games, I would still, I would love to see... Um, a remake or a remaster of Need for Speed Underground 2. Yes, yeah. absolutely. I would pay top dollar for that. Like why ha- like why hasn't that game been remade or out of all the games, yeah, because I everybody I talk to, <clears throat> excuse me, everybody I talk to seems to say that's their favorite one, so they could definitely make a lot of money by re-releasing it. 
I mean, they just got around to Tony Hawk. I think it's going to come back around. Tony Hawk did take him a while. I assume that probably had to do with some of the music and the licensing. That's what I would assume, too, yeah. Because that couldn't have been cheap. Underground 2 did have a badass soundtrack, though. It did. It, I, I know, I remember for a fact Ministry was in that one. Let me look up that game's soundtrack for a sec. Underground and Underground 2 are both badass games. Yeah, I do remember playing. I remember playing the first Underground on uh, my cousin's Xbox. And I remember I always loved doing the uh, the drag racing. And then when I got neat, and then when I got Underground 2, when they let you, you know, essentially sandbox it, like that yeah. was like, man, that was amazing. Yeah, that's what I really, really liked about Underground 2. That and the customization of that game was really, really deep. Yes, very. I mean, super, super in-depth. David Rule is the most badass person I've ever seen play Need for Speed Underground 2. Like, do not let him con you into ever doing some drag racing in that game because it's almost it's oddest level. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've sat there stoned on the couch watching this man play Need for Speed Underground, like, jaw open. It's like, he's just dragging the entire time. I think they re-released it for... I think they released it on Steam, but I don't know how. I don't know. Let's see. Uh, nope. No, uh, might be on Origin because it is an EA license. That's right. It was by. It was by. I forgot all about that. Uh, Riders on the Storm remix. That was the very first song that plays when you boot up the game. Fuck. Yep. That was a good song too. A lot of nostalgia in that song. I mean, what that game came out in oh, 2002 or 2003? I'm gonna say 2003, but I could be wrong. Because I do specifically remember when that game came out, there were a shit ton of good games that year. Let me see. 2005. Oh, wait, no, 2004. 2004. Yep. What else did we get in 2004? A lot of good shit. Doom 3, Halo 2, Half-Life 2. Like, 2004 was like a... I think, like, my opinion, you're talking about probably best year in video game history. Like, next up there with 1998, probably. What happened yeah. in 98? Uh, Resident Evil 2, Final Fantasy 7, but we've had that discussion. I think uh, what I think Soul Reaver 1 came out in 98 as well. Yep, Half-Life oh, okay. 1. Yeah. Half-Life 1 came out in 98. Tekken 3. All right, so 2004 and 98 were probably two of the, what, biggest, game, or biggest years in gaming in recent years then? I, I think as far... I mean, like I, I'm not sure if biggest, but like as far well, as like quality driven. Yeah, quality. Go, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think those two years were. It could be just like growing up to experience both of those, but and maybe hindsight's twenty twenty. But this is. Uh, I've thought about this for a bit, and I genuinely think nineteen ninety eight and two thousand four, like, are probably the best. Well, I mean, now if quality is poor, they just release a patch that you download and it fixes it so they don't have to worry about putting out an A-plus game immediately, it seems like. Yeah, back then we had to pick, we had to decide which actual, between the three consoles of the GameCube, PS2, and Xbox, which one had the best version. Yeah. All right, so I I pulled out the 2000, pulled up the 2004 in video games article, and... Yeah, I'm just going to copy and paste this because this is just a a bit too much to comprehend now. Just looking at this, it's just like I remember where I was when I played every single one of these games. Of course, I didn't play all of them, the ones I played. Y'all know it. I feel like Jet Li Rise to Honor was a launch title, but maybe that was... Was it something... No, something else. Something something other martial arts was like almost like a launch title. 
the bouncer was a launch title, wasn't it? Yep. The PS2. No, it was Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee, the oh, the Dragon. Xbox one. Yeah, that's what yeah, I'm thinking. Of. Yeah, not nah, that one was. Who? Anybody ever play that? I did. Did not. Thoughts? I, it, I didn't play much of it. I didn't own my Xbox at the time. I think I played it at some like store demo kiosk, but I wasn't impressed. Hey, I played the shit out of Tenchu Wrath of Heaven. That came out in 2004. Yep. Yeah, I played a good bit of that myself. I did as well. I'd love to see a new Tenchu horror remake of that. Hitman Contracts. Great game. Red Dead Revolver. Oh, shit. Pokemon Fire Red, son. That's a classic. So, I'll say two, two, I think I see like three things that really stick out. So, they really, really stick out to me. Fable. Um, Sorry. <laughs> um, damn it. I just lost it. You got Spider Man 2. That was it. That was one of them. Yeah. Be- Beautiful Joe. Blood Rain Sl- 2. Sly 2. San Andreas. Mm. Def Jam Fight for New York. Psyops. Oh, Psyops was. Star Wars Battlefront. Mortal Kombat Deception. Underground 2. So, yeah, that was a huge year in gaming. Metal Gear Solid 3. If you look just at November, like from November 1st, you see, like, they were pumping. They were pumped. These companies were pumping shit out literally, like. Yeah, holy hell. I know where I was at November 20th. Yep. I bought that shit. World of Warcraft. Oh shit, WoW dropped? Well, that's it then. 23rd of November. WoW still running. Making more money on the money that they released in 2004 on top of the money that they have now. <laughs> what's, what's a shit kicker about that is November 23rd is usually... That's usually the Tuesday before kids get out of school. So it's like you're talking about like a prime release, like... That's impeccable timing. Blizzard has been playing 5D chess for you. <laughs> they really have. Like, you want to talk profits? Like, you just follow Blizzard's model. Yeah, they're clearly doing something right. Damn, all these games were f- before fucking Christmas? What a great year. Gary's mod. Yeah, this is this is kind of insane. Like, <laughs> Marcus, I can see that you're in 2004 right now. Like, yep, yeah, I'm like, uh. yeah. <laughs> Simpler, better times. <laughs> Thinking about Tenchu. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just looking at this like fucking Fable, Tenchu, Ninja Fable, Gaiden, yeah. like Sudeki, all the shit that I fucking love still to this day. Well, that can pick up and play at any time in the moment. Like all this shit just released in one year. Damn. <laughs> what year did Oblivion release? I'm pretty sure it was 06. Yeah, six sounds right. Were the sequels to Fable ever good? Fable 2 was pretty straight. Fable 3 was enjoyable. It just had... The main thing everybody's going to talk about with Fable 3 is... So, you know, Fable 2, you just pull out your equipment. You know, you select a new sword, select a new shirt, whatever. Mm -hmm. In Fable 3, you had to stop, and it took you back to... I can't remember what they called it, but it was basically a safe house where you went and selected your weapon and your armor and then went back to the gameplay, so it completely disrupted the flow of gameplay. So if you got a new weapon, you couldn't just switch it mid-fight. You had to wait until you were done and go through, like, three loading screens, and it just kind of slowed the whole process down. Ah. Yeah. Fable 3, to me, was, like, a game where it was, like, they tried to fix things that weren't broken with Fable, you know? 
just like cutting back and streamlining just for the sake of it and just adding more glut where they didn't need it to. I still think Fable 2 was probably the best and we still have never gotten a PC port of that. Yeah, I would say Fable 2 is definitely the best as well. Like by the far. The PC port that exists is trash. See, I didn't even know a PC port existed. I'm, it, I'm the third one, I mean. Oh, oh no, we're talking about two. Yeah, the PC port of Fable 3 is garbage, but there is none for Fable 2. There, There's one for one and three, but not two. Appreciate that. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I'm not surprised the port we got for three is garbage either. I'm really not. It's on. Yeah, I say it's unplayable. Every time I, I hear that a PC port is garbage, I just think to myself, like, all right, my community, here's where you come in. <laughs> then Do their job for them, I guess. I mean, a lot of the time it is like that, but sometimes it's just like, look, why would we bother modding Fable 3 when we've got Oblivion and Skyrim? And we know these games as technology in and out. We can tear them to pieces and put whatever the hell we want to in it. Why would we want to mod your watered-down version of like That's what it comes down to a lot of the time, I would have to imagine. Yeah, because it's almost like what it would really be doing. Well, I wonder also, if, uh, since the Series X is fully backwards compatible with the 360, the Xbox One, and the uh, OG Xbox, I wonder... I'm wondering, are they going to track, like, I guess, data usage? Like, hmm, we see to see a, a resurge in the original Fable title. They could, yeah. I mean, that would be smart to track and see, you know, what older games they're playing so they could try and come up with a re-release for them. Because I guarantee you games like Phantom Dust will be on there. Yeah. They uh, re-released Phantom Dust on the Windows Game Store not too long ago, actually. For free. Can we shift the mod community's attention to some kind of control interface for the fucking legacy of Kansas? Yes, yes, this, yes, please. This is a M3 soapbox moment. <laughs> Modders out there get focused on bringing X input controller support to the classic Legacy of Kane games. I don't want to have to drag out an old-ass controller that I haven't used since the Mesozoic <laughs> Age if I even still have one at all to be able to play those games. I just want to plug in my Xbox One controller <laughs> and play the fucking games like I'm able to play every other fucking PC game on the market. Please fix that. Thank you. The undersigned Monsters Madness and Magic. <laughs> I use an Xbox. We get this one. done. I mean, we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll give you Kane. We'll give you Kane. You get with the goddamn <laughs> controller. All right. <laughs> That's a fair deal. That's a hell of a fair deal. <laughs> a fair trade. Speaking of the uh, next gen consoles, uh, I, f I did find it a little odd that since uh, both companies came out came out this week and were like, "Hey, uh, we know pre-orders ran out, but we have more," and then toward the end of the week everybody was getting emails and notifications saying, hey, you're probably not going to get your system on launch day, even though you pre-ordered. Cute. Color me not surprised. Yeah, yeah really. I'm just, I'm, I was just going to say they know exactly what they're doing, in my opinion. But I can't help, I, like, I remember walking into GameStop, like, two days after the PS4 had been announced, and I was able to reserve it, no problem. Well, it sounds like these people got to reserve it, but they're still not going to get it. So what's the fuck? Yeah, it's not Wait. like it's not like uh camping outside hoping that you're gonna rush the stock man when he puts six Wii's out. <laughs> I remember how I oh go ahead, Mitch. Well, I was gonna say I would assume they would know how many they were gonna get 
or at least a rough amount, and they wouldn't oversell pre-orders, right? Like I mean, don't you guys make them? them? <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> it can't be that hard to throw a few together in a day. Count how many you make. Sell that many. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the asylum literally does. You should watch that podcast, guys. David Lab will tell you how to do it. Well, I wonder are they going to have any on, like I said, literally any on hand, like to sell, like just to the general public. Like, did anybody, does anybody get one? Like, I, like, I know how Jason's about to tell the story of how he got his weed, but kind of like that. Yeah. Like, uh, my brother and I, we were just in Best Buy. I'm pretty sure it was the holiday season, the Wii, the, the same holiday season that we released, and we weren't looking for a Wii. Like, we just didn't think we would be able to get our hands on one because of how hot it is, but how hot it was as an item. But we were just in Best Buy browsing around, and I'm pretty sure we had already walked past the Wii aisle, didn't see any Wiis in stock, but we just kind of were browsing through the store again and there was a Wii on the shelf in spider wrap and i just kind of looked at my brother and did a double take i was like there's no way that this is just here and it was and we picked it up and we bought it it's kind of anticlimactic <laughs> if you don't understand the context of how popular the Wii was yeah and how it was huge release yeah not just huge on release, but Jason can also testify. People were assholes about not getting that system. Yeah, no, we definitely caught the stink eye headed up towards the register <laughs> with that console. Hell, yeah. we caught the stink eye at Target. People would offer you like, hey, well, your stock says you got six in the back. Okay. Yeah. Like we're not allowed to sell them to you. Well, I'll give you I'll give you, you know, like I'm prepared to pay cash now. So I can't help you. What? Yeah, people were assholes about that system. Like, they wanted their uh, Wii Fit and their Wii Bowling. Help us fix our broken family. <laughs> <laughs> and those are the only games anybody ever played on the thing, and it just collected dust for the rest of its life. I can't tell you how many households I go into, and I see a Wii in, like, where their family room den setup is at. Like, I always manage to see a Wii. It's almost like a... It's almost like something I look for in every household. Like, I just know that a Wii <laughs> is sitting there. Old and neglected. Like, I imagine that thing probably hasn't been updated probably maybe more than twice. And I'm like, man, I bet I could mod that, you know, really easily. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've still got mine. I can. It's over on my shelf right now. But it should still be modded. I sure as hell didn't unmod it. <laughs> I've got an old one that I couldn't even tell you if it's ever been updated, to be honest. I think once, well, I mean, mine is still modded too, but it's like once I got the Dolphin emulator, it was kind of no need to hook that. It was kind of no need to hook it up. Yep, that's exactly where I fell with mine. They did a really, I don't know who the modders were that did the Dolphin emulator, but they really did a really good fucking job on that. Yeah, I was playing, uh, Time Splitters Future Perfect on it once, and it ran great. Any of y'all ever play Time Splitters? Nope. I played the shit out of Time Splitters too. Yeah, Time Splitters too would too. I always wanted to play it. I always saw hella ads for it. It was fun as fuck. That's all me and my cousin used to do. We would come over. I'd go to his house on like a Friday or Saturday night, get a bunch of snacks, and just play multiplayer Time Splitters all night. That was kind of what we did in the PlayStation 2 era. It was like the Follow the next gen at the time follow up to Perfect Dark and GoldenEye. Like if you played those games on N64 with your friends, you 
tried to play time yeah. splitters. Yeah. Not to go back to this, but I've been seriously over here thinking about this. Uh, <laughs> I think we can get this controller shit done. <laughs> After this episode is released, we're gonna I'm, we're gonna get a fucking poll made or something, and if if it gets done, we'll say we'll have Simon back on the show. All right, good. Uh, yes, yeah. let's do that. <laughs> I'm gonna do it. I have Pierce making graphic while I was in Steam. <laughs> Somebody made this happen. You could be a guest of talking. Yes. Come talk to Kane with us. <laughs> we know there's one of you out there. Coronavirus has made a lot of you without jobs. So research <laughs> computer controller methods and get back to us on these uh, Legacy of Kane video games that only we care about. And, and, we- and we know some of you do have jobs because you're like myself and you work from home now. Right. <laughs> have time. So get it done. We can't we're not gonna well we're not gonna pay you, but you can talk to Kane. I think that's pretty cool. That's payment enough, right? <laughs> you know, mentioning how how like how you would get up with a friend or go home on Friday night, like I'm not gonna lie, like I would probably I would probably pay a shit ton of money just to have that feeling again because that shit's not the same getting off of work friday and you know gaming for probably about two days straight it's like okay i get off i eat and it's like fuck i'm this tired and i don't want to do anything else except let netflix watch me then go to sleep it's all i have the capacity to do yeah it's a completely different vibe now yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean i don't know what to say other than it's depressing you I mean, know i haven't played oh man the last single player game i beat or played was uh the resident the the resident evil before the newest one the one that took place in the swamp with the texas chainsaw massacre type family uh, or six yeah yeah i think they just put out screenshots of i think they have a new resident evil coming out not the eight or slash village but it's um it's like an interactive cg title i think okay The one you're talking about, Justin, is seven, by the way. Six okay. is the bad one. Yeah, I can, dude, I can count on one hand how many games I've played in the last decade. Yeah, it's and Resident Evil Infinite Darkness. Probably Alan Wake, Resident Evil, Darksiders 1 and 2, and I'm blanking after that. Oh, no, I think this is, oh, this is the Netflix teaser show. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, it's a I'll, Netflix show. Well, remember they, remember they were saying about the, uh, a show was coming to Netflix. I thought this was. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now, and this looks like it's a. This looks like it's a CG movie. The other thing we were talking about was a show. I've heard rumblings a Netflix show, and all the rumblings I've heard from Resident Evil fans are garbage. That's not surprising. The franchise hasn't been done well in, in other forms of media. Pretty much every single time it's been done in other forms of media. Yeah, I, I, at this point, they need a, a Flashpoint Paradox, somebody to retcon or reboot this. Does it say it's rough? Yeah. Jason, can you give us a breakdown of the Resident Evil movies timeline real quick? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's impossible. <laughs> like That's like somebody just asking me, can you give me a breakdown of Metal Gear's timeline? Like, just like a, can you give me a simple breakdown of Metal Gear Solid story? No. No. But just let let me preface this by saying I shouldn't really compare the two because Metal Gear Solid story, convoluted as it is, is generally well told. 
the the Resident Evil movies are an entirely different Buster monster. Fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna look for a Metal Gear timeline on YouTube. I know somebody's done it. Imagine how many circles are in that fucking thing. <laughs> well, there is a guy uh, who I did watch who did a Resident Evil timeline and a Castlevania timeline and an Assassin's Creed one that was really, really good. Uh, his name was Gamer Thumb. Like the one he did for Castlevania was like really, really good and really interesting. Well thought out. Like he had his shit together. What was his name? Gamer Thumb. I'll post that uh, link There's in a free the free plug for him. Yeah. If anybody needs uh, about... I want to say about five hours uh, of background noise or something to watch. <laughs> like, watch, watch that. <laughs> like I said, I know he does one for Resident Evil. Um, he did one for Assassin's Creed, and which I, I watched and enjoyed the one for Assassin's Creed, but I realized that now I don't ever have to play any of those games again. <laughs> that's, that's the thing with Assassin's Creed. Justin and I have had this conversation before. Like, if you played... Any of the first four, preferably Black Flag, the the Pirates one, that's probably the best one out of the first four. Play that one and you're good. With the new ones, you play the fucking, the, the, not the, the Viking one isn't out yet, but the Greek one. The Greek one that's like The Witcher and you're good. Yeah, I've heard the last two, uh, I, know it's, I know it's Odyssey, the one before that, and those two were uh, considered to be really, really good. Yeah, they were good. They were just, they were the Witcher, though. Was like, Unity the even, one before that? Unity was the one that was in the French Revolution. That was the fifth one, I think. They're all running together for me, and I'm tired of running yeah. into fucking walls and bouncing off of them and <laughs> grabbing onto ledges and jumping off. I'm sick of it. Well, like I say, that guy, uh, he does a timeline of all of the uh, Assassin's Creed games. I mean, he goes from literally the ones on the PSP, the DS games, uh, the 360s, uh, and the, I think, because a couple of them, I think one of them was, one of those were exclusive, I think. I think, if I can't remember, but um, like I said, it was uh, it was really good. Like I said, I, um, I don't, I just, I, I thank him for it, because now I don't ever have to play one of those games. I mean, even though the one, the trailer for Vikings, or is it Assassin's Creed Valhalla, it, I mean, it looks pretty cool. I've gone back and played four again a couple times just because I like playing pirate. I mean, that's all I do as I just do the pirate ship shit. I get past all the intro stuff, but I mean, once I beat the story for one, I, I haven't felt the need to go back and play it again. What's the general consensus on uh, the latest Kingdom Hearts game? Three? Because, yeah, because to be honest, I played one, loved it. Couldn't stomach the intro of two and haven't given a fuck since. I beat three. Um, I enjoyed it. I don't think it was one of the best games of the last couple of years, but I had been hyped for that game for like over a decade. So I was happy to just finally fucking get it in whatever form it was in, really. Yeah, that's the general consensus I heard is people said they enjoyed it, but they were like, this wasn't worth the decade buildup that you guys. No, no, it was not. It was fun. but And then if you haven't played any of the side games, there's all these fucking characters coming out of the woodworks. Like, if you just played one and two and then you jumped into three, there's so many characters in there that where you're like, who? Huh? That's what I've heard, what? and that's what pisses me off, because don't expect me to go buy the fucking DS games and the PSP shit and play yeah. all this extra like, meta shit just to know what's going on. Don't give me a fucking 
Like if you haven't played, if you've only played one and two and you play three, you're like, who the fuck is Aqua and Terra and Ventus? I have no idea who any of these people are, why I should care about them or what their motives are. So you really need to play the decades worth of spinoffs and follow-ups and alternate timelines and fucking Pokemon trading card games that they had for it. And otherwise it just doesn't make any sense. I've seen a shit ton of those games. I feel like that game, the Kingdom Hearts uh, side games have been repackaged and re-released almost as much as Skyrim. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous how badly they want you to play them. I mean, it's Disney. Uh, I think that's kind of Square's greed. A little I was going <laughs> to say, to be fair, I wouldn't say it's greed. I would just say think of how much that Disney license costs Square. Then so, think about shit in the vault. I mean, what, that's exactly what they're doing, re-releasing and creating a shortage. Now, you can buy the second game, like a special edition that comes with uh, basically like a little mini-movie that sums up what happened in the spinoffs, but it's like I I shouldn't need to know what happened in the spinoffs for the main game. Like, it should just be the continuation of the story that I've been following for two past entries. Yeah, like... I, I don't mean, care about any fucking spinoff of anything. Shenmue 3, I haven't played very much of it yet. I haven't beaten it yet, but so far, for all of its faults, like, it is a direct continuation of what happened in Shenmue 2. There's nothing that I needed to read up on. Didn't Shenmue 2 come out in, like, 2000 and, uh, 2004, almost? I'm pretty sure it was earlier than that because it came out for the Dreamcast in Japan first. It only came out over here on Xbox. Let me yeah, see. I remember 2001 was the initial release date. Uh, but I always like to think of Shin Mu as a Yakuza before Yakuza. That's exactly what it was. It really? was yeah, yeah. That's actually a really good description of it, really. Yeah, because I have a. Uh... Yakuza Zero and the uh, first re-release of Yakuza on PS4, and I I, I want to make time to uh, play play those games. I have not played Yakuza yet. Yakuza Four. I've heard a lot. Like I said, I've heard a lot of good things about them. I my initial thought, and this was shitty of me, but I was like, okay, uh, Japanese Grand Theft Auto, let's go. That's kind of what uh, Sleeping Dogs felt like to me. Of course, that was more. That was made by the same guys that made the True Crime series, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I never played True Crime. Did anybody here ever play True Crime? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did too. I did beat it? the I beat the first one, played the second one, but I never beat it though. Did that game have blood in it? Good uh, question. Not that I recall from the first one, at least. I just remember the first one having that really weird, like Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah, part and like just kind of put in the middle of this like true crime story. I remember the marketing for that game. They spent a shit ton of money on marketing. It was a good game back in the day. I haven't played it recently. I don't know if it holds up, but yeah, I would imagine probably not to be honest. Well, they got enough content to release true crime. All they have to do is true crime USA. (laughs) Dude, that was like a thing for a minute after GTA released. The fu- all those GTA three clones, the Getaway, True Crime. It wasn't the Getaway based off a movie. No, uh, uh-uh. uh, it was it, it was like a Guy Ritchie movie, but it wasn't based on any movie. Oh no, no, I'm I'm thinking about the Italian Job. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, about. yeah. Some of those some of those GTA three clones had charm to them though. Yeah, some of them. I mean, they weren't the greatest games, but they kind of they kind of really stood on their own two feet and had something special about it. Hell, Saints Row started off as a GTA clone, really. Yeah. Look what that involved, too. I mean, I 
I'm not necessarily shit talking them. It's just that I think it's it's cool that that was a thing. And I I enjoyed the getaway true crime and Saints Row for just being like the B version of GTA. I just kind of wish that there were more developers that were willing to take risk with that formula now. Because like I, mean, I I have been playing Mafia Three. And oh, tell me what you think about it because I've played and beat Mafia Three and I loved it. All right, I. I haven't gotten very far into it yet, but I really like what I played. I'll just say that it it seemed <clears throat> it's kind of different from one and two in that the fact that this one reminds me more of that like Scarface World is Yours game where you had to acquire the property and like you know like the big business part of it. Oh, I, they made us. They made Scarface. Yeah. <laughs> For uh, PS2 and Xbox. Yeah, you never played that. <laughs> I played Vice City. <laughs> oh man, no, yeah, they made a Scarface game. It was it was kind of wild. Yeah, I think that's the only game I've ever played where you have a cocaine meter. I played Vice City. Would be a good parody to We Built This City. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna. I might have to. Uh, I might have to find an ISO for this and, and play this on my PS2 emulator. Holy shit, I forgot they released Scarface. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, essentially that's what fucking Vice City was. I mean, you're I mean, once you once Tommy got the uh his little mansion lair, I mean it was essentially the same as Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you got a cocaine meter in this? Yeah, yeah, right above your uh your money is a little thing that says G's and that's how many G's of cocaine you have on you. <laughs> oh, okay. So see, I was <laughs> yeah. thinking I was thinking like uh okay i was kind of thinking maybe more along the lines like okay is this like some wolverine berserker mode like you usually does have that type of mode it's called a rage meter in the game but the the cocaine meters and the rage meters are two different mechanics right Mitch? can you use the cocaine yeah. i think you sell it yeah and i think yeah. once you i think when you get your you know in the in the climax you get that big mansion i think when you get it in the game the more cocaine you actually acquire the bigger the pile on the desk gets now, I want to use the cocaine to activate rage mode. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's what they <laughs> that would be done. great. <laughs> That's the first. As soon as he said cocaine meter, I'm like, wait a minute. This is like uh, Wolverine. Line and, and go beat up some cops. <laughs> 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 or, if, or it's like I said, it's like uh, in the old X-Men game for Genesis. Like if you use Wolverine's claws too much, like he would like go in this berserk mode. Like that's what I'm thinking. Like if, if Tony snorts too much and your meter goes like <laughs> blood red, you know. He just starts, yeah. <laughs> that let me look like when was this game released? 2000. Uh, by God, it's cocaine. <laughs> Tucking down between cover to do a line off a fucking Beretta barrel real quick. <laughs> Developer was Radical Games and publisher was Vivendi Games. That Radical Games are the same people that did Hulk Ultimate Destruct Hulk Ultimate Destruction and Prototype. Damn. I was just thinking about Prototype. They also did three games in the Crash franchise. Time Warp is still my favorite. Well, it looks like they had Scarface 2 planned, but it uh, it's part of their canceled games. But how do you make Scarface 2? Because, uh, <laughs> I mean, we've all seen the movie. Well, yeah. the, the game functions like it's they change the ending to the movie. Like in the the game, 
if I'm remembering the game right, it starts off in that mansion battle from the end of the movie, but instead of the guy shooting him in the back with the shotgun, he turns around just in time to... Yeah. And the game's like a what-if scenario, like what if Tony lived? So kind of an alternate timeline from the ending. Oh, well, shit, that would have been awesome to see then. I didn't know that. See, now... See, now... See, it... I guess it's that Leonardo DiCaprio meme. You have my attention now. <laughs> yeah. I still think I'm still going to uh, stick to the cocaine rage meter. <laughs> like, I, I still think somebody needs to book book that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. See, all right, here's my theory behind there not being a, like, cocaine-influenced rage meter in this game because that just seems like a mechanic that's self-apparent for this game, you know? I'm pretty sure the game was released in 2006. That was still during the Bush Jr. years, right? Yeah. All right. Yeah. So yeah, that's the that's the reasoning I'm going with. If somebody, I mean, based if, on my knowledge, Bush Jr. has no problem with cocaine. Yeah, but we all know like <laughs> the way Christian conservatives like to do the shit. Like, oh my God, there's a video game out where the children can do cocaine and shoot up all the people. <laughs> no. <laughs> trying to ruin our youth and they made yeah. stand black and I can't <laughs> handle it anymore <laughs> and Bush was all about that pandering not saying if you're a Christian you're a bad person but yes you are George Bush was <laughs> <laughs> his wife killed a guy <laughs> that is right she did kill a guy she did kill a guy yes she did everybody forgets that who killed a guy George Bush's wife oh yeah I think it's Laura Laura Bush Laura. yeah I'm about to say, because, yeah, old GW, I mean, give him a bump. Like, hey, you want a bump, G? <laughs> Here comes our defamation of character suit. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, bro. put his ass in the game. That would have been great as an unlockable character. <laughs> Couldn't, like, like how you can unlock presidents in NBA Jam. I want to unlock Bill Clinton and George W. Bush in the Scarface game. Somebody just mod it. Fuck that. <laughs> fuck, fuck Bill and George Bush. Let me unlock Nixon. <laughs> and we're going to turn this game around. Uh, look, it, look, it's just like, uh, what, Call of Duty Cold War with, uh, with Reagan. Reagan's in that? Yeah. Yeah, he is, yeah. isn't he? Hell yeah. Let me unlock Nixon and we'll get, we'll get the Iran-Contra popping. <laughs> <laughs> they also did Jackie Chan stunt, Matt. I've never even heard of that. I'll take a game where I get to play as Jackie Chan. I can see that being fun as hell. So so they did the Simpsons. I remember those Simpsons games for PS2, Road Rage and Hit and Run, Incredible Hulk Ultimate Destruction, Scarface. Uh, they did several of the Crash games, Prototype. But they also did James Cameron's Dark Angel. Ooh. Had that game. I bought it for $10 brand new from GameStop. Brand new, $10, original Xbox. <laughs> Was it worth it? Yeah, I'd say it was worth 10 I mean, there's really not many games that aren't going to be worth $10. Mighty yeah. Number 9 at Dollar General is not worth $10. <laughs> Never played it. Game but... that isn't worth $10. <laughs> I don't know. I'm looking at the screenshots, and I'm like, man, I kind of want to I kind of want to, like, fool around and see, like, what this game is about. The Dark Angel game? Yeah. It was just a beat-em-up, like, real basic. It wasn't like offensively bad, like a uh, Tomb Raider Angel of Darkness. Oh I, yeah, that one was rough. Yeah, I know. I had I have a copy, but I never got to play it. I just remember I let Jason hold it, and he was like, "Uh, nah." 
<laughs> yeah, because I'd already played it before I'd asked you to hold your copy again. I wanted to give it another chance, but no. I think that, you had modded your PS2, I think. Yeah, yeah, possibly. I can't remember, but yeah, no, I I gave that game two good, solid tries, and nope. I'm like I hate the pe- the fact that people lost their jobs at Core over that game, but uh, that studio <laughs> that studio lost the plot at Tomb Raider Chronicles, at least some would argue the last revelation. Well, yeah, I Tomb guess. Raider was real dicey there for a while. I heard the ones for the 360 were actually pretty good. Yeah, like, uh, those were good. The mm-hmm. reboot, uh, Legend, and Underworld, those were real good. Yeah. Well, I guess they'll have to chalk up uh, Dark Angel and the An- Tomb Raider Angel of Darkness, put it on the shelf with Cocteau Chojin. <laughs> See, that's I, I meant to ask you this earlier. Do you think it's going to be 100% backwards compatible, as in we will see Cocteau Chojin run on Xbox Series X in full upscaled 4K compatibility mode, or will that game just not run? Because my, we need to test this. I have a copy of Cocteau Chojin. <laughs> If anybody out there wants to test and see if this game runs on their new Xbox Series X, let me know. I'll pay for shipping, and we'll test out this hypothesis. <laughs> I'm going to say this. I'll say if Tao Fang works, book it. <laughs> Tao Fang would be neat to play, too. I, I thought the limb damage system was pretty novel. I just don't understand how you could implement that in a way that's even remotely workable. Did you ever play Tao Fing, Marcus? Yeah, John T- John Tobias did this, right? Yep, yep. I think do I, I have to look I have to look and see if I have a copy of Tao Fing. I think I got it. I don't think I paid much for it. Um because I know I have two uh, original Xboxes. I'd be tempted to fire it up. <laughs> that was the one that was made by some of the people from Midway, right? Yep, yep. Yeah, John John Tobias. Oh I yeah, it was yeah, Midway. Some of the uh, Mortal Kombat people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, one half. And it says, it said, as of 2008, it holds a 70% on game rankings. I don't know what game rankings is, but... uh, <laughs> That's way higher than I thought it'd have. And it has a 65 on Metacritic. So that's higher than I thought it'd be, too. Hang on, let me paste the chat. Yeah. Maybe we might need to uh come to somebody's house and fire up a, a Tao Fang stream where we stream beating the story mode. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd be down for that shit. Yeah, why not? Yeah, we could do. Co- well, I wonder will we get hit with a. So will we get hit with a a strike on a Twitch channel for uh, streaming Cocto Chosen? <laughs> I doubt we would. You see, I doubt anybody would even care about this game other than us. We'd be streaming a game where isn't the only reason that game pulled is it got pulled is because it has a verse from the Quran in one of the credits videos or something. Yeah. All right. I mean, I mean, Jason, don't, don't sell yourself short. Like I said, uh, I think last, two years ago, uh, somebody was streaming Bob Ross uh, painting. Something like an Those old streams Bob every Ross. day, or every weekend, rather. Oh, so it still does. I, oh, I, remember, yeah. I remember at one point. Bob Ross is streaming right now, actually. Like, I know it, it became, like, real big in the, uh, the FGC. And I remember at one point, one of those streams had like 50,000 views. And I was like, it's kind of like one of those things where it was like you were watching, but you couldn't stop watching, but you didn't want to turn it off. Yeah, I regularly watch the Bob Ross podcast, honestly. Yeah, this might be a good, this might be a good thing. The stream Tao Fang Fist of the Lotus and Cocteau Chojin. 
<laughs> or where we stream a a, a quote unquote bad game and attempt to play through it. Hey, that sounds like right up our alley. We re- we watch bad movies all the time. Yeah, yeah why not? <laughs> I'm about to say Jason Jason play attempts to play a Tomb Raider Angel of Darkness for the third time. Oh man, if, if <laughs> I you can stream that, Jason. If I'm bringing like a bad game to like a bad game show until it's gonna be Fugitive Hunter War on Terror. <laughs> Would that be a great? That'd be a great game for you to play. Just based on the name. <laughs> Let me see. Use your current Zordon background. Top ten most wanted. That's the name I know it by. Yeah, God, that game's god awful. <laughs> oh man, you're gonna play the driver tutorial too. <laughs> Can you beat the driver tutorial? Dunk. Oh, wait a minute. This game plays driver. <laughs> this game. It says America's ten most wanted. Released as Fugitive Hunter: War on Terror. What the fuck? Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Is this game propaganda? <laughs> propaganda. <laughs> Is this game propaganda? All right. So I mean, I don't know. You only kill Osama bin Laden. It says, <laughs> traveling to locations such as Utah, Paris, Miami. <laughs> the game finishes in Afghanistan where the player must capture Saddam Hussein and Osama bin Laden. Does it does, does it describe how you capture the terrorists, Marcus? Like no, how the game it, changes up. It it doesn't. It doesn't. But I want to know. Number one. <laughs> okay, so uh, who most... in the hell who in the hell passed this at the storyboard part at this company? It was just like, you know what? We got something here. <laughs> it was released two years after nine eleven. If that makes any sense. Well, yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> All right, the game could be propaganda for all I know, but the thing about this game that makes it so particular, particularly bad, I need to say that word slow, otherwise it's going to sound extra retarded. But um, <laughs> anyway, the uh, what makes the game pretty bad is uh, not only is it a bad first-person shooter, it's also a bad fighting game. I shit oh, you God, not, like, right. like once you... Like you, you're fighting your way through the tunnels in Pakistan, trying to get to Osama bin Laden, and you're like it looks like a Nintendo 64 game, and you're like, God damn, this is about as bad as it gets. Then you are fighting Osama bin Laden in a really bad Tekken clone. Like you go from like spinning running gun to just fucking boxing them up, man. It's it's. Oh, I get to give him amazing. I get to give him the smoke. <laughs> oh yeah, you get to give Osama a two piece and a biscuit, man. Oh, okay. All right. I, if I get to get, if we get the uh, go to fisticuffs, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> Throwing hands with the most dangerous men in the how, world. How how have I never heard of this? Yeah, I've I've never heard of this. And I'll be honest with when Jason said the title, I was just like, oh, okay, well, this gotta be. And I didn't expect it to be. Nope. <laughs> you gotta you gotta stream that one. All right, I'll do it. I'll... Shit. <laughs> <laughs> This is like uh, this is almost like the Fifty Cent game, uh, Fifty Cent Blood in the Sand, where I think you end up in Saudi Arabia. Yep, yeah, you do. Oh, Y'all want to know the crazy thing though is that that game is actually good. Blood on I've the heard, Sand. I've heard, I've heard things about those Fifty Cent games that they're not actually bad. That's I ne- what I've heard as well. I never played the original one, but Blood on the Sand, yeah, the one like you said where he goes to Saudi Arabia to get his like precious jewels from a evil concert promoter. 
Um, that's actually pretty good. <laughs> I'm serious. That's the that's the that's the entirety of the no, story. I know, that's what, I know that's what the story is about, but it's just like thinking about it in context. And then, it out loud. <laughs> yeah, and then I'm still I'm still not over Fugitive Hunter. How yeah, I'm get still to, thinking about that. I'm, I get to give Osama the smoke, the free smoke <laughs> for the USA. <laughs> Throwing hands for freedom, baby. Especially Tekken style. Like, come on. <laughs> Like I bet, like it better have some ripoff move of uh an electric wing god fist or a hop kick or something. Oh, there's definitely some type of hop kick in there. I know because the <laughs> AI spams the fuck out of it. <laughs> like I genuine, like I rented this. This is one of those rentals from Blockbuster that I, I knew would rent. you would rent this. You're just walking up to the counter with this, this propaganda game. War on terror. <laughs> yeah, I, I got. I found myself watching the Hitler Youth the, Game. <laughs> <laughs> Strange thing about this game, though. Well, more its developers in particular. They made a X Files game that was. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. Was it the one for the PlayStation? No, it was the PS2 one. I did play the PlayStation one you're talking the, the about. Point and, uh, point and click one? Yeah, yeah. That was pretty. But this one was like a Resident Evil clone that had none of the like helpful shit Resident Evil had in it by this time. Like, you know how in Resident Evil the items against the backgrounds would like glow? Yeah, like with a tent. This game didn't have that, so you had no fucking clue what you could and couldn't interact with. And yeah, no, nah, I think the, I think the developer that made Fugitive Hunter and X Files was called Black Ops Entertainment. Yeah, it was. Yeah, they don't have the best track record. They made a shitty NBA Street clone. I think the only game I've heard is actually really, really good. That I think probably most of us here would be interested in is I've heard the Thing game. For uh, PlayStation 2 was supposed to be really good. Played it and... Be- uh, how was it? I enjoyed it. Did they make that game too? Uh, No, they didn't, but we were talking oh. on. Oh, but yeah. <laughs> nah, that was a... Uh, that was a good game. I mean, it had some issues, whereas like the... The alleged, like, unscripted AI of your teammates being changed into the thing wasn't really as unscripted as... as unscripted as they marketed it to be but it was definitely entertaining okay i think i got this game don't don't crucify me for this one i think i got this game confused with uh manhunt somehow another good one though yeah that was good really yeah i never i never played it but i always used to see those two the thing and manhunt kind of all they were always close side by side for some reason well i don't think because manhunt was rockstar I don't know who did the thing though. The Let's thing see. was Konami, I think, published it at least, which is odd. Uh, co-published by Universal Interactive, one of their black label games publishing label, and Konami. So I'm oh. assuming what 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 was Manhunt about? I'm assuming you're on a manhunt or part of a manhunt. No, they were on a manhunt for you. Oh. Yeah, you were like a you were an escaped convict, weren't you? You were a death row inmate who had been quote unquote put to death. But whenever you you go through your execution and you woke up and you were being filmed by this voyeur director who wants to make his masterpiece. So this sounds like a Serbian film, the game. <laughs> Kinda, yeah. It's still not. 
pretty fun though. Well, not quite as fucked up as a Serbian film. Oh yeah, I, I mean, not as fucked up, but that's, I mean, that's a nice segue into your <laughs> upcoming uh, M3 news, Jason. Oh yes, I will uh, be posting my interview with uh, the Serbian. <laughs> you put me on the spot because you knew I'd have to do this. The, <laughs> the director of a Serbian film. Sir, I'm not even going to try and pronounce your name again, sir. Not going to happen. Sir Dan, anyway, the interview's coming soon. It will be posted to Monsters, Madness, and Magic within the next few days. (laughs) Probably will be posted by the time this is posted. uh, When when are you posting the captain? Probably going to be. I have to post David Scott and Brandon Braga within the first week of October simply because... uh, they have some stuff releasing, and it's a specific promo stuff on the episode. I'll be wow, that is fucking Zordon. <laughs> See, seeing that, seeing Zordon now makes me want to uh buy a Power Rangers Battle for the Grid, the uh three v three fighting game. What was that for? It's actually for all systems. It's for Switch. It's for Steam. Uh. PS4 and Xbox One. It's essentially a 3v3 Power Rangers fighting game, and I think they have literally, uh, they pull Rangers from every series. Like, I know, and I think it's still going. I think they're in, they're getting ready to release maybe, I think, season three of their uh, DLC. Like, they have Lord Zed, uh, King Sphinx. Did you see the new movie that came out a couple years ago? Wait a minute. Yes, yes, there was. 2017. No, I wanted to, I wanted to see this. Yeah, I wanted to. I, I forgot this film came out, but I do remember. Um, around, I, I'm not sure if it was around the time this came out. Uh, it was like a YouTube. It was like a 14 minute YouTube trailer of, of like a kind of like a, like a dark take on Saban's Power Rangers. Interesting. Like I I can't remember what, like one of the Rangers had like a drug addiction. Uh, like Jason, do you remember that? No, I don't remember that. I just funny. it's it's funny we're talking about this though because not just a couple days ago I learned that one of the Power Rangers from one of the series like pled guilty to killing their roommate. They really? Yeah, hang on. I found the article. There it is. Killed his roommate with a sword. Hmm. Did he ever get sentenced for it? I'm pretty sure he did. Okay, I found it. It was a um and I'm sorry for interrupting, but this was a this was done in 2015, and it's uh, it's just on YouTube. It's called uh, Power Rangers Unauthorized Bootleg Universe, but it was done by um, Joseph Kahn, and it was based on the uh, Saban Power Rangers. But it's like with a dark, t- it's with a dark twist. But it was actually like really, like really, really fucking good. But I completely forgot that they released this Power Rangers um, in 2017. Yeah. I haven't heard anything about it though, so I don't know if it's worth check it out or not. I'll definitely check it out. Like I said, I know that game that's released for uh Switch, Xbox One and PS4 and Steam Battle for the Grid. I know it's extremely busted as far as like the combo system and stuff, but uh a lot of people say it's a lot of fun. And like I said, they have a shit ton of different rangers in there from all the different series. And as a matter of fact, I think Power Rangers is still going on. I'm not sure what they're I believe it is, yeah. I just know from when I was young, the last time I remember, they were in space. (laughs) I barely remember much about Power Rangers at all, if I'm honest with you. Like, I do remember Zordon, the Zord. They were were called Zoids, right? Zord. Zoids was a totally different thing. Uh, Zoids was an... uh, an 
anime. Zoys was like an anime that was like Gundam CG. but animals. Yeah, basically. I never got into Zoids. I, I always thought Zoids. Was- oh, I thought Zoids was the shit when I was younger. I used to watch it. And I had a uh, there was a game for GameCube, which was like a, an arena fighting game, mm-hmm. and you could uh, collect and upgrade your own Zoids and fight in the arena. It was I thought it was shit back when I was God knows how old I was when that game ever came out. It's for the GameCube. A lot, of the, you know, Loki. The GameCube did have a good amount of those arena fighters. They were actually pretty solid. Custom Robo. Uh, I think they had Custom Robo. I think they had Cartoon Network. They had like a Smash game that was on. Well, it was like a Smash clone. I think with Cartoon Network characters. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think I they had one. a Nick. I think they had a Nicktoons one. I know they had a, a race. I know they had a, a Mario Kart clone. They had a couple different ones of those. I'm yeah. sure. Which honestly, I will say, I know everybody loves Mario Kart, but I recommend one of the best racing games to play is Sonic. Uh. Sonic All-Stars Racing Transform. I've heard really good things about that one. That game is probably the next best game to Mario Kart. And I actually prefer this game over Mario Kart. The game I always preferred to Mario Kart was Diddy Kong Racing. And to be honest with you, the Sonic game kind of reminded me of that. Because it's like you have like gliders and shit too, right? In the Sonic one? Yeah, I, I mean... Yeah, you have gliders. I mean, just the stages. I mean, you get. I mean, you get to go through what I think the Samba de Amigo stages, the Sonic stages, um, the Afterburn stages. They even have a House of the Dead stage. Interesting. Yeah. See, I grew up on uh, Crash Team Racing. I played a lot of that in my childhood. I really want to get that uh, Crash trilogy for Switch because I never. I only got to play the demos of those games. They're coming out with a fourth one now. Hasn't there been other Crash titles, or is this officially like Crash Bandicoot? This is 4? officially Crash Four, yeah. Well, I we can't... had to, we had to wait till I think almost several, I think at least a decade, till we officially got Sonic the Hedgehog Four. <laughs> well, it's yeah, it's uh, it's called uh, about it's about time, and it's a sequel to the Insane trilogy. Um, the developers are Toys for Bob, and they did the remakes of the Insane trilogy and the Reignited trilogy. So at least it's going into good hands. I don't know about you, Mitch, but those uh, there are parts in some of those crash games that are just like sadistic, like <laughs> step, like step on my balls when I come. <laughs> levels of shit. They've a lot of it is is kind of it's hard to judge what your character model is and you know your depth perception. That's something they've actually tried to remedy in the fourth one. They've put it's not so much a shadow, but when you jump as crash, there's a little circle indicator on the ground below you, so you know where you're gonna land and where your avatar is at at all times. It makes it a lot easier to not misguide or misjudge uh, jumps and things like that. Yeah, because I just remember this one level in one of the original games involving like a wooden bridge and a turtle. I think I know what you're talking. I've seen plenty of people rage on stream when oh, they're streaming God. the collection. <laughs> Crash can be brutally fucking difficult. So well, you play you played those games as as a kid though, right? Uh, I played a little bit of Crash. I played like uh, most of the first one. I had the complete uh, first three Spyro trilogy, the first Spyro trilogy as a kid, and I played the living hell out of all of them. Now, that's a series that's actually, if I'm not mistaken, those Spiral titles are pretty rare right now, right? Yeah, they are. To still find the original copies, it's pretty difficult. Because that's one of those games that's really kind of held up over the years. I think they even released a, a compilation on... I feel like they released a compilation on 360 or PS3 that's really hard to find. They might have. I know they released... Uh, 
some some additional titles for it after that. You had like Enter the Dragonfly and Hello Monsters Madness and Magic listeners. Due to an attack by rabid birds, we had to cut this week's entertainment cast short. But please do join us at the same time, same place next week. Thank you very much. Have a good day.